Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. In the wake of the G7 summit in Quebec, U.S.-Canada relations have, well, I don't know if they've ever been worse, because, I mean, i am been around long enough and studied this long enough to remember the Nixon-Trudeau situation, uh, the Lyndon Johnson-Lester uh, Pearson uh, it's, uh, examples. of it, there's, it, it has not always been a love-in. Uh, between these. I mean, even Stephen Harper, Barack Obama, uh, things were pretty testy there for the longest time. But uh, in this particular case, U.S. President Donald Trump and his advisors have thrown insults at our country and at our prime minister, one of them calling uh, Mr. Trudeau a number of different names, including weak and meek, and, uh, and had this claim to make. There's a uh, special place in hell for any foreign leader that engages in bad faith diplomacy with President Donald J. Trump and then tries to stab him in the back on the way out the door. And that's what bad faith Justin Trudeau did with that stunt press conference. That's what weak, dishonest Justin Trudeau did. And that comes right from Air Force One. Yeah, just uh, from the, the Twitter himself. That's Peter Navarro, of course, who is, uh, of course, uh, aping everything that uh, his boss tells him to say on the the Sunday morning shows, uh, and uh, Larry Kudlow doing the same thing uh, yesterday, making some uh, rather insulting comments about the Prime Minister. So what does this do to Canada-U.S. relations, and what are the impact on, well, some pending trade deals that are still being negotiated? Joining us to talk about this is Stephen Sabman, Patterson Chair in International Affairs at the Norman Patterson School of International Affairs at Carleton University. Stephen, thank you so much for the time. Great to have you with us today. My pleasure. Uh, your your thoughts on, on what happened over the last uh, 48 hours or so? Well, I think the key is that uh, Trump thought that Trudeau was going to do whatever Trump wanted, and so when Trump said no, he got very upset. This is what happens when bullies are disappointed. Uh, and Trump thought he was going to get an easy victory, and he didn't. And so he took out his anger at, at Trudeau. He was also, I think, upset that he had to go in the first place. There are reports now that he never really wanted to go, and his, his entire body language, his entire attitude while he was there was one of someone who was, you know, a, a kid who didn't want to be there. Uh, and as a result, uh, you know, he was looking for any excuse to lash out, I think. Well, as evidenced by the fact that he was late to get there in the first place. He was over an hour late, wasn't he? Well, he was late by 15 minutes for the second session, uh, for the first session um, on the second day. He also didn't. He also had decided to leave early. So, I mean, he never had any intention of 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 taking these meetings very seriously. There was an attitude here, and I, I guess we can speculate about why he even showed up. Because I, you're right, I saw those stories late last week. Uh, there was some speculation as late as Friday morning that he may not attend. Uh, because of the upcoming summit. Uh, and on the other hand, you had Trump himself saying that he didn't have to prepare for the summit. So there, there were some mixed messages, which is not I guess, unusual for the White House. But he, he he obviously went there with a chip on his shoulder to Quebec. Oh, absolutely. He, he's been very upset at uh, having to having be treated like equals with all these uh, Europeans and doesn't like the the way the, these meetings are done where he's one of, of, of seven equals as opposed to one dominant player. Uh, and he doesn't like to be confronted by people who tell him that he's wrong, and he's objectively wrong about all those stances of international trade. So he wasn't, you know, he wasn't expecting to have a good time. It's it's interesting though when you juxtapose that with basically what happens in in the U.S. political arena, uh, where for the most part, I mean, there are some critics, but for the most part, the Congress and the Senate uh, cave into just about everything he says. I mean, you know, I guess one of the subplots of what's gone on with the Trump administration so far are the Paul Ryans and Mitch McConnells and others that just turn a blind eye to all of the, the indiscretions politically and otherwise of Trump. 
Yeah, this is actually one of the first times you're seeing a whole lot of pushback by people. But again, it, it's right now, you know, Ben Sass did his usual thing where he says something, but I don't know if it's actually going to lead to anything. Uh, he's the senator from Nebraska. Um, the Republicans right now, they fear Trump more than they uh, fear their elector- the electorate. Uh, thus far, the, the Republicans uh, in the districts have not run away from Trump too much, or at least the people who continue report being Republicans. And so they, they worry that if they confront Trump too much, then they'll do poorly in the you know, in the midterms, although they're going to do poorly in the midterms anyway. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.